Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Time to do it again. Let's get after it. Ah, shit. Welcome to the Chad and Cheese Podcast, HR's most degenerate duo of idiocy. I'm yes. Joel Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Rum Springer Sowash. <laughs> on this week's roundup, no one knows what that means, but they will after the show. Uh, on this week's episode, Indeed pulls a John Cena. Google for <laughs> Jobs continues to expand and my payroll HR leaves customers holding a big, stinky bag of shit. P.U. Grab a cup of Swiss Miss Instant Cocoa. We'll be right back after this word from Sovereign. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. And I do. (laughs) Maybe for some drinks. Uh, CEO Robert Ruff of Sovereign will be joining us at Deathmatch next week. So maybe it's a good time with shout outs to mention TA Tech next week and our our cavalcade of startups who are going to throw down for a chance at winning Deathmatch. Assess first. <laughs> I can't even say it right now. Assess first. Assess first. There it is. Assess first. Yeah. Uh, job.com, Pez.ai, and our friends over Seek at out. Seekout, all sponsored by the people we know and love over at Alexander Man Solution. Quincy. That's good shit. I think Quincy's going to be a tough judge. Quincy's tough at everything, just so you know. I've known Quincy for like 15 years. Yeah, by the way, no one knows chatbots like her, so Pez better button up (laughs) because they're going to be grilled. Yeah, she knows a lot of stuff. I I don't think any of them are safe, to be quite frank. Yeah, I'll agree with that. KRT, Recruitix, (laughs) Beer. Um, But anyway, have a big box, unbox it. There are four big bottles of Pliny and Elder, and yep. one of them has a Hold My Beer KRT <laughs> Recruitix koozie on it. Fucking awesome. Now, you got to tell them the backstory with the Hold My Beer, because that was all us. I, I did a shred when uh, KRT and Recruitix, uh, they made the, the, the announcement, and it was kind of like a Hold My Beer moment, because we had all of these programmatic companies being bought Mm -hmm. and right at the end of that uh recruitix and krt came together and i just felt like that was their hold my beer moment oh i see what you're doing there i see what you're doing there i see what you're doing there uh hold my beer (laughs) so i I did a a shred that was pretty much you know hold my beer krt plus you know recruitix equals hold my beer And they just ran with it, which is, again, one of the coolest things I think about the podcast is we see some of these companies who really understand marketing, they key off of different ideas and they just run with it. And it's really fun to see that shit happen. Yeah. And leave it to a marketing company to know what's going to get them love on the show. 
alcohol. Yeah. The whole industry is just one big enablement to my liver being killed. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to do a who did it better because Baird <laughs> sent us a whiskey, a whiskey and bourbon. bourbon combo. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then, you know, Caratine Recritics sent us like four big fucking, you know, Pliny and elders. I mean, so I have to that, that's going to be a hard one. We might actually have to poll our listeners on who did it better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Evergreen. I think that's it's fairly big news for our listeners and for the podcast. I agree. People are asking about it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, a bunch of dudes from Cleveland called us, which was a, a you know a step in the right direction for sure, at least in my book. <laughs> and so this is a, a podcast network, Evergreen Podcasts, and mm-hmm. uh, they were really loving the show and interested in having us sort of join the network. Um, and we said sure. Uh, you know, from my standpoint, it means less work on our part in terms of production, in terms of sort of a little bit of marketing and whatnot. So I think for the most part, it means maybe more shows. So if you love the show, it could mean more and more content because there's less, a little less work on our end, especially your end as production to get shows out and and sort of join a network where there's a little bit more power and resources to make this thing happen. Everybody listening and, and actually following us, they understand two guys in 2019, we've worked our asses off. We've been everywhere. We've done a lot of shit. And to be able to scale something like that, doing it like we're doing it right now, is just, it's not sustainable. We had to look for partners that had the same kind of uh, thought process that we did about uh, the actual industry itself. And we did. Uh, we had plenty of podcast networks come uh, pretty much knocking on the door. And these guys, we really felt jived best with us and and for all those who had questions out there no we were not acquired uh (laughs) we still have total control of our content and we won't be dropping the f-bomb any more or less so nothing will change from that standpoint but there will be some things that we will be announcing uh in the very near future so yeah it means exciting things for the industry so stay tuned this is just the first step march to dominance in this space Talking about dominance, let's give a shout out to, to Hung Lee, who loved the Dan Pink interview. He's uh, he's taken he's taken recruiting brain food uh, to to another level, and and I know that they've started to do a podcast on their side, mm-hmm. and uh, you know hopefully you might be working with those guys a little bit too. Yeah, and a choice or a chance if you haven't heard the Dan Pink interview. We got a lot of love for that one. Go back and check it out in the archives. It was a, it was a great chat. Great stuff. We're always good for a top ranking or listing of best podcasts in the industry. Top five ranking. Uh, we were number one. They didn't say it was in any particular order, but we were number one on the list. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was the candidate ID list, right? Yeah. Top five. And, and we're suckers for lists. We, we, we've said that. Everyone's but it was interesting. Yeah. There, it was interesting because there was another list that was out there that pretty much reused Hung Lee's recruiting brain food <laughs> list. And it was like the top 100. It's like, what the fuck, man? I mean, that, that was literally just clickbait. So no, you're not going to get a shout out for that list because you're just using <laughs> Hung Lee's work first off. But yes, Canada ID uh, Savan, I think is how you say her name, Brady. Yep. Thanks so much. She's on marketing over at uh, Canada ID. Well done. Well done. Amber Ferrari at a, a Canvas, or I guess maybe she's a Jobvite uh, employee now, but she was- What uh, are the best? 
Yes. Names. I mean, come on. Amber Ferrari. That is when true. She, when I first, I was like, come on. I mean, that's not really. No, that's yeah. No, it's Amber Ferrari. Yeah. She can. She, she's not allowed to get married. She has to be Amber Ferrari <laughs> forever. That's her role. So she gave us some great love. We were out there last week for the uh, Recruiter Nation live conference. Had a great time yep. uh, with those mm-hmm. folks and uh, always accommodating, always nice. Uh, I'm on Brar. If you haven't heard the, uh, the keynote speech from him, I think we published that uh, earlier this week. That was a great insight into not only their company, but I think the industry as a whole and where it's going. So make sure you check that out. And and thank you, Amber. Yeah. And this is a shout out to all of those companies, especially our sponsors. Take Come to chatcheese.com. Take a look at the sponsors on the site. All of these brands understand that you get behind something that has the same kind of focus and or purpose that you do. This is a partnership. This is where you get into a relationship where you do things more than just podcast, right? Yeah. We're bringing services and buyers together. Feel the love everybody. Yeah. And yeah, it's not just, it's not just a fucking transaction people. So I have a, I have a, a surprise shout out. It wasn't on our list, but I, I was remembering it as we were talking. So Uh-oh. we get reviews on, I think every podcast platform, we have a, a really solid 4.5 out of five on, um, on iTunes uh-huh. with about 35 or 40 reviews. But one came in last, uh, in July actually that I, th- that I thought was pretty funny. So they, they gave us one out of five stars, which frankly, for the fact that we just have microphones should give us at least two stars out of five. <laughs> like that should at least, that should be at least like the litmus test for having at least two stars. But anyway, yeah, yeah. so the review was, was pretty entertaining. So he said, I found, uh, I found on a list of recruiting HR podcast. So we were on another list. That's, I guess that's good. Okay. Uh, really tried to like, but content not actionable with a paid for TV who will be sending me to source convoy. <laughs> and then he, he, he disses you, which I really love. Chad's tangents can be frustrating. Also not worth your time. So Random an- anonymous uh, reviewer. Thank you for that. Yeah. That was, uh, much appreciated. And what I love is, uh, it, and again, if you don't like the show, this is beautiful. Don't fucking listen. Everybody's not going to like you. Let's just put it that way. Everybody's not going to like you. And we embrace that. So one, the, the, the one star out of five, thanks so much. And fuck off. <laughs> On the road again. Just can't wait to get Just on. can't wait to get on the road again. Where are we going to be next Very week? Very Austin-like. That's a Willie Nelson and Willie, an Austin guy. Yes, we're going to be in Austin, Texas next week for, as we talked about, Deathmatch. If you're going to be in Austin, if you're already in Austin, if you want to be in Austin, go to fucking Austin and then come to <laughs> Deathmatch. Check out uh, TA Tech, obviously. Go to tatech.org. Check out what's going on. A uh, lot of great stuff. A lot of fun. A lot of parties. I mean, I think there are more parties during this TA Tech than I think I've seen before. The, the list of attendees is stellar, uh, particularly the list of sort of international oh, yeah. attendees. Our, our friends from Tingai, I'm assuming the robot will oh, make yeah. an appearance. Parents, uh, in Austin. A lot of people that we know around the world are going to be at this show. So uh, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped to go down. Plus my dad and stepmom live there. Hopefully I'll get a chance to, to eat some tacos with them. Oh yeah, my brother-in-law lives there and we have a couple of uh, friends coming down from Indiana. We're actually
actually spend on the weekend. So you get time to go to Austin. You spend time in Austin. Uh, not to mention Jim and Thomas from Talent Nexus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're coming down renting Harleys because they're going to be in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I believe we're going to go ahead and hit a shooting range while we're there because they're from England. They don't get to fire weapons. Yeah, that's good. And I think the Swedes are going to like four football games while they're in yeah. town. Yeah, so yeah. that's uh, that's their bit of Americana. Soak it up. Europeans. Love it. Love America. it. Then right after that, we're going to Vegas. So HR tech on the stage in the expo hall, two days in a row, Wednesday, October 2nd at one fifteen, and Thursday, October 3rd, 11 15. Yep. And when we're not on stage, I guarantee you we're more than likely going to have one or two things in our faces. Uh, not those. Um, we're going to have... <laughs> Either a mic or a beer slash bourbon in our faces at that point because we're in fucking Vegas. So there. The uh, the show that banned us last year is having us on stage this year. Yes. You got to love that. You got to love that. And then what? we go to France, right? Unleash World. Unleash. Damn. Yeah. Paris, France. This panel is insane. Dude, this is fucking awesome. So we've got it all shored up October 22nd at 1145 Paris time on the Influencer Stage Paris Convention Center. We are going to have Brandy Ellis, head of recruitment marketing and strategy at Smashfly. Chris Ray, yep. group head of recruitment at Sansbury's, and Adam Yearsley. Yeah, Adam Yearsley, global head of talent management at Red Bull. So big fucking people on stage, hard questions in France. Should be a blast in France. We're hoping to get some great interviews outside of that. The uh, the show's really accommodating with you know. Hey, who who do you guys want to talk to while you're out here? And and some of the brands that are there yes. are just stellar. And someone from Heineken is there, which they're going to have beer. So we yeah. got to talk to the Heineken guy. He is going to be there. Spotify. We should be able to get some really good interviews with some really top TA executives while we're there. I agree. I agree. On to the news. Yes. Indeed, Prime. Uh huh. They're tiptoe into the staffing business, which we've been talking about for how long now it's that they're going to get into this thing. Okay. And they're owned by a staffing company and they're scared shitless of Google for jobs. So they're looking at getting into the staffing business. And if you were questioning it up until now, I think all of your skepticism should be uh, destroyed because they just launched Indeed Seen. It's Seen powered by Indeed. Yeah. So they're pulling a little John Cena, you can't see me. And launched Scene this week. <laughs> yeah, Indeed Prime is now Scene. And you can go to this new Scene site at bscene.com. And it is primarily uh, for tech talent. It's a subscription model. Their plans allow for unlimited hires. But this is all around the, the contacts. You only get like so many contacts yep. per month unless you're in the unlimited contact arena. And it's not really that expensive. If you're a company who is currently using staffing companies and you want to get away from the yep. per you know 20%, 15% model, this seemed to be much cheaper. Yeah, they have a nice little, uh, you know, not surprising uh, roster of companies using this service, particularly for uh, tech hires, which I think was mainly what Prime's sort of goal was. But you've got, you know, Allstate, 
Twilio, Overstock, Grubhub, eBay, yeah. Capital One, a lot of the, the usual suspects. Now, what, what my question is, does Indeed not have enough money to just go buy scene.com? And was I the only one who thought of Monsters Failed Be Known <laughs> when I saw Be Seen? Did you think that too, or was I, that just I, me? I did, but here's the thing. It's pretty much forgotten by now, by by, by most of the industry. Yeah, I would think that Scene itself would, would cost a pretty penny. Be Seen, not too bad. Two words that you can pretty much spell pretty easily. I think it's it's interesting from the standpoint of, uh, you know, it's a subscription model, makes it easier, has a matching component. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they call fast match is uh, it's kind of like this little matching assistant thing that uh, that contacts candidates that match your profiles and your roles. And then they go straight oh. to screening. So this is interesting, right? And and how that applies against your yep. subscription and all that other fun stuff. You can get the details there. But um, overall, I see this as personally, yeah. I see this as Prime really trying to break away from Indeed mm-hmm. uh, to an extent and create its own brand because we all know Indeed has a shitty reputation for fucking people. Uh, so... <laughs> It's I mean, it's it's serious. I mean, the the companies who actually built Indeed job boards, staffing companies, those are companies who built Indeed. Indeed, fuck them. Too easy. Right. So what happens is what you do is you're like, okay, don't look at this over here. This this pile of shit reputation. Don't look at this. Look over here at this new reputation, this scene. Now, I love what they've done thus far. Um, The big question is, will they be able to pull away from First and foremost, Indeed is a brand, number one. And second, you can do that. But if you don't actually start treating companies or treating your customer the right way, it's not going to matter what new colors you have, what new name you have. None of that shit matters unless you actually demonstrate that you are different. That is a that is a great point. And and my question when they first did it was why, you know, why go away from the Indeed brand? I mean, it's it's still employment. It's not like, you know, you're starting a, a robotics company or something, right? So right. to get away from the Indeed brand was really curious to me. And I could only think of things like, you know, well, it's a totally different business. Uh, what do job seekers say of Indeed? They don't want them to think about that in terms of the new brand. But your point, I think, is right on as you were saying it, like they have such a bad reputation from a sales perspective with so many yeah. companies over the years. Like it's going to be much easier for a salesperson to call up and say, hey, I'm Joey with Scene. Let me tell you about what we do as opposed to, hey, I'm Joey with Indeed Prime. Uh, I know that, you know, we screwed you over a year or two ago with the <laughs> whole paper clicks thing or the whole whatever we're doing. So instead of getting getting hung up on, at least the company will give a listen to what the new company is and they can sort of leave the Indeed brand behind from that perspective. So yeah. that was I think that's spot on by you. Well, and, and also, if you take a look at what they're looking to do, they're looking to scale staffing with a platform, right? And you have a subscription yeah. model, so you have less human friction to an extent. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a business that Google will never get into. Oh, fuck no. So they're, they're, at least, they're at least strategically doing the right thing in terms of doing something that there's no chance that Google will ever get into. Yeah, staffing. No. Yeah, they, they don't want to risk 
the the antitrust shit when they can make all this money around search and and everything else that they make money on. Yeah, yeah, and and this is a very people heavy business that Indeed is getting into. So I I will caution some bit of excitement because this isn't the nice lean and mean money machine, you know, printing money in the in the corner office. This is a real tough business to be in. So you know, good luck. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I think they're going to take a shot at making it more lean and mean, less people friction, and they're doing that. Yeah. Around tech types, because tech types in most cases, I'm going to generalize, they don't like fucking humans. They don't like people, right? They like technology. Start with this platform. Hopefully, we see an integration with SIFT, and then you can start to see where this could prospectively be scalable in some industries without all of the headcount. Yeah, it's tough to launch a new brand. It'll be fun to watch uh, watch this thing evolve. Well, let's talk about another 800-pound gorilla. LinkedIn is in the news this week. With some assessments. They rolled out globally this week. Uh, these assessments mm-hmm. are short, multiple-choice tests that uh, users can take to verify their knowledge in areas like computer language, software packaging, and other work-related skills. And when it was in beta, they had 2 million tests that were actually taken. So uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, English languages test covering 75 different skill sets. So yeah. pretty, pretty big. Yeah, this is really similar. Um, Upwork has been doing stuff like this for quite a while, and I'm sure other sites have too. But basically, as you're looking through candidates to to talk to or recruit, you know, knowing that they are proficient, you know, in English, or they're a native English speaker, or are they proficient in certain coding languages and and things like that, like to already you know sort of have these tests done where they're getting graded um, as proficient or not in certain skills. It saves the recruiting team a lot of time. And this also is a little bit of a leapfrog of services like HackerRank, where, you know, you give people the test as you're interviewing them. If you know that they're proficient ahead of time, that's sort of a nice a nice thing to have as you're as you're recruiting. So definitely not a new thing that they're doing, but it is a nice a nice to have and a nice feature, both for recruiters as well as you know for job seekers to stand out if they really do have you know good skills and in, in these tests. Yeah, so they're going to show this on your profile that you actually took tests. It's going to be the in the yep. skills and endorsements area. The big question is. Is this data scrapable? So we're talking about the whole high <laughs> Q, right? So there's more data that's being added to your profile through these tests and LinkedIn through proprietary tests and those types of things are actually providing yep. all of this new data. Is that scrapable? But apparently it is because at that is your profile and the test that you took. So what do you think? What's becoming more and more legally scrapable, uh, the question will be, if LinkedIn's whack-a-mole uh, defense strategy against scrapers can keep them away from this data. And I think that'll be a continual challenge yeah. for scrapers. But legally, it, will be, it won't be their data per se, right. but it'll be really, really hard going forward to actually get it off of LinkedIn. Let's get a quick word from uh, our friends at JobAdX and talk about Google. Google. Nope. Nah, not for me. All these jobs look the same. Uh, next. This is what perfectly qualified candidates are thinking as they scroll past your jobs, just half-heartedly skimming job descriptions that aren't standing out to them. Face it, we live in a world that is all about content, content, content. So why do we expect job seekers to react differently while reading paragraphs and bullets in templated job descriptions? Stand out in a feed full of boring job ads with a dynamic, enticing video that showcases your company culture, people, and benefits with Job Adex. 
Instead of hoping that job seekers will stumble upon your employment branding video, Job Addicts seamlessly displays it in the job description while they're searching, building a connection, and reducing candidate drop-off. You're spending thousands of dollars on beautiful, informative employment branding videos that just sit on a YouTube channel, begging to be discovered. Why not feature them across our network of over 150 job sites to proactively compel top talent to join your team? Help candidates see themselves in your role by emailing joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. Attract. Engage. Employ. With Job AdX. Ring. Have you ever been to Switzerland, Chad? Uh, I have not been to Switzerland. Although, uh, you neither, know. neither have I. It looks beautiful, though. I'm open to it. Yeah, they have mountains there, I guess. <laughs> mountains, snow, and, and Swiss myth. Google and for Jobs. Coco, yeah. Yes, Google for Jobs is now available in the country known as Switzerland, with about eight and a half million people. So by no means a large market, no. but another step into global domination by the folks at Google for Jobs. Yes. Yeah. So it, when we were in Sweden less than a month ago, uh, we were talking about Google for Jobs and everybody's until it gets there. Everybody's like, yeah, is it really going to come here? So, yes, it's going to come here. Uh, Sweden has like about 10 million people, uh, a smaller company, Switzerland, 8.5. So, yeah, there's no question country it's rolling yeah it's rolling out everywhere and google has it seems they've partnered with job channel uh and job channel has an entire landing page dedicated to google for jobs or as they would like to refer to it google job search experience that's right uh job channels christoph artho cool name uh, says that the site reaches roughly 700,000 users per month with job advertisements. Hmm. So, you know, Google's, Google's making it happen. They're not, they're by no means closing shop like they did with Hired by Google with this whole Google for Jobs thing. And the way that you defend this is that it's just search. It's content that's being searched and people search for jobs. Ah, I see what you did there. Like Google for Jobs is the Switzerland of job search. <laughs> there you have it. So they had to launch in Switzerland, right? Had to, had to. So it's interesting because job channel is doing something it's almost like they're taking a page out of krt marketing's book oh yeah krt had a google for jobs or has a google for jobs resource center and it's like that's what job channel is creating they have a white paper you can go learn more about google for jobs or the google job search experience and they're going to they want to be the place where everybody comes for that info because again they're not in a very large country so therefore uh, they probably don't have that much competition so it was probably easy for google to uh kind of tap these guys on the shoulder and say hey what do we have to do to make this happen yeah it's like opening a shop in illinois not too hard to do not too hard to do so let's talk about the shit bags at my payroll hr this week how, how can this shit happen how can it happen it's pretty easy to happen i don't know why these crimes keep happening in our space it's just another in the long line of fucking like dirt bags that are screwing people over. This one is particularly bad. Yeah. Uh, okay. So my payroll HR, I, I never heard of them. Um, they're by no means a big deal, but they really help uh, small businesses with their payroll 
services, right? So the diner down the street, yeah. the, uh, yes. you know, the, 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 uh, the shirt cleaners, you know, those kinds of businesses. So this company essentially made sure everybody got paid. The business paid into the, into the payroll service, just like paychecks or any other kind of company that you mm-hmm. might use. So they, they basically closed shop. No one knew about it. Clients didn't know about it. Michael Mann, who was their CEO, uh, is in upstate New York. He sort of closed shop, took for the hills. They don't know where he is. The FBI raided his place right. uh, this past Monday. They had uh, they have about 13 uh, employees who I assume were just thrown out on the street. Uh, the big thing, though, is that there were like $35 million in funds from companies that were into the system that have not been recovered. So... All these people that work, you know, in large part, paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. are totally screwed. All these businesses that are probably bootstrapped as it is. Now they need to come up with the money to pay their employees. It's just a real big shit sandwich. And if Michael Mann is, you know, in Bora Bora right now with $35 million, then fuck him. Uh, He's a dick. Well, fuck him anyway. I don't care where he's at. I hope he's hiding in some corner somewhere in the fetal position. Fuck him wherever he's at. But yeah, this is interesting because it it, it is impacting like around 4,000 small businesses. So whether we knew it or not, it's still impacting a lot of people. And the, the, big, yeah. the big question is, you know, what is the faith in platforms being out there, right? I mean, because we take a look at this, right? In a company, a company focuses on being able to utilize a payroll system like this. And I mean, this was totally bullshit. There was, there was no, you know, no message saying, hey, we're going to shut, close down shop. You need to roll into another system, nothing like that. But yeah. even when companies do it the right way, like, hired by Google, you have companies who are, are are putting a lot of time and a lot of effort in these platforms. How do you know, yeah. even with a big name like Google, that it's going to be fucking legit? Yeah, it's, it's hard and it screws it screws over every sort of legitimate business that really does care yeah. about making a good product and making customers happy because you do get pinched and it does make people gun shy about using new services. Although a lot of these small businesses, you know, they don't think they don't think differently about that. Like, oh, I, I got called from this company or I found this site on Google. Yeah. Like they must be OK because they're on the, the first page of Google. You know, don't trust things that are really, really important to you <laughs> to startups or companies that haven't been around for a while or are reputable or have a lot of money and investment and have you know, like it's very risky and buyer beware on a lot of this stuff, unfortunately. Well, and this company had 4,000 businesses. So it's not like it's like, hey, yeah. we have, a, you know, we have 20 businesses on the platform. You can trust us. They had 4,000 yeah. businesses. So once again, it's really hard to be able to say, hey, we don't know the name of this company. It doesn't matter. They had a shit ton of businesses using their system yeah. from a small business standpoint. But then you take a look at what Google just did. That's a big name. That's a very big name. Users are paying them. Now, they they are scaling it down, I guess you could say, the right way by actually going through and and giving all the notices and things like that. You have a year to get off the system. But still, the time and money spent to be able to jump onto a system like this uh, goes beyond that monthly subscription or, or whatever it is. I mean, it's it's the faith and trust that we're really fucking with right now. It's, it sucks. Those 4,000 companies and all those employees that are expecting to get paid. Yes. Be right back. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text. And so much more. We keep the human, that's you, 
at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text, at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Amber Ferrari, everyone. Ferrari, the voice of Canvas advertising. She's just such a rock star. You know where I bet Amber is right now? She's on TikTok. <laughs> She's working diligently to advance the interest of Jobvite and its other companies, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And one of those platforms to, from a partnership standpoint might be TikTok. <laughs> Doubtful, but we've taken uh, a little look at TikTok and some stories that have come out. And there are some there are yeah. some warning signs that we should all be aware of. And there's so TikTok is owned by a Chinese company, uh -huh. which I don't think a lot of people know. I'm sure very few people know. I didn't really know it until a couple of weeks ago. If you think that the government isn't sort of listening and and also collecting or having have has access to the data on TikTok, you're probably mistaken. So there are a little bit of, of fears here of like what's going on. And this platform is just growing like a fucking weed. Like yeah. if you're Facebook, you're super concerned about the growth of, of TikTok. So, you know, this from the story, this caught my eye from one of the stories that we looked at. So, quote, Facebook faces a serious global rival from China in TikTok. In 2018, TikTok ranked fourth Worldwide is the top non-game app downloaded at 663 million uh -huh. behind only Facebook, which was at 711 million and it's related apps. WhatsApp and Messenger, Sensor, this is from Sensor Tower uh, data. TikTok's inroads in India and its young mobile savvy population is a big reason it's soaring. About one quarter of TikTok's downloads come from India. That's interesting. Wow. Uh, TikTok added 188 million downloads in the first quarter of this year, surpassing Facebook, but only trailing WhatsApp and Messenger. So this thing is a monster. Yes. And it's time that, you know, we kind of take a look at the dangers of it and the risks of using it. Yeah. If Joel Cheeseman is waiting for a flight, he's watching TikTok. It is oddly addictive. No, it's totally addictive. But the thing is, <laughs> TikTok uses uh, an algorithm that pretty much dictates the entire feed. So if you take a look at like Netflix and Spotify and YouTube and so on and so forth, those are recommender systems and they will recommend things. TikTok, not so much. So, I mean, it it pretty much chooses what is going to be in your feed. Yeah. You have some, some obviously uh, opportunities to like things and then it, it helps the algorithm, but you know, it doesn't really recommend it just forces things in your face. Like it is, it is super smart. And I think it does show some of the advancements that China has probably made on an AI front. That's, that's effective and also a little bit scary, I guess. But I also think if you, if you're thinking you're going to use TikTok to like source candidates, I think you're wrong. Like there's no search for, you know, who went to Stanford yeah. or search for any sort of like particulars. So, you know, I, if this is the future of social media and how we sort of, you know, create content online, I think sites like LinkedIn, how do they adapt to this new world? Because if this is how young people are going to interact, like they're not going to fucking go to LinkedIn and type out lengthy profiles 
and you know engage with people that are sharing you know news stories in that way so very interesting we'll see how it how it pans out but if you're a recruiter hoping to like leverage tiktok to source like i think you're going to be really disappointed if you're in branding oh this yeah is, this this is your platform yes. this is your platform so this is what you should be looking at you should be looking at so let's say for instance you're with skill scout or you were with video my job or something of that nature and you're using those types of platforms how can you create these segments these viral video types of segments to show your company or your your jobs or whatever it might be how can you leverage this platform can you search for candidates no can you brand the fuck out of yourself yeah. yes so so look at look at the mechanism in which you might be able to use tiktok and if you are a company you should as i said before the nfl it's a company you know yeah. they, they, they have users they have brands those types of things that's what you should be looking for i hope at the gathering there's some sessions in terms of like this whole platform and how to how to build brand in this whole world of sort of quirky short video uh videos on mobile devices we'll be having discussions about it i guarantee that let's go from high tech to like no tech with our next story you found this one in rum springer incredibly interesting yeah so explain to people what that is so rum springer if you don't know what that is the the amish community it's not the surstroming that we've been talking about no that's not that's not the nasty fish rums rum springer is in the amish community there's a time i can't remember what the year is but there's a time in which they allow their their kids get, getting ready to go into adulthood to go out into the rest of the, the just the regular kind of community and and try out new things go get drunk go to a, a fucking techno party or whatever the fuck anyway put on some parachute pants and party yeah, use electricity, um, you know, <laughs> ride in a car. So apparently two Amish males, I, I believe were experiencing rumspringa, uh, were, yeah. were pulled over by a cop. They were drinking spiked iced tea, I guess. Yeah. When you don't generally have something to drink, you, you go for something that you might like. So spiked iced tea, then a case of Mick mm -hmm. Ultra on the top of their buggy. Yeah, that that probably tipped off the comet. Like if you're driving around with a twelve with a case of beer on your hood, like you're gonna get pulled over. They must have been really fucked up. That's not what why the cop pulled him over. The cop pulled him over because <laughs> he saw he saw a stereo in the back. Mm-hmm. A stereo. It's like, which you don't see a lot on horse, horse and buggies uh, anymore. No. Or ever. Yeah. Yeah. So pulled them over and they were drinking, obviously, and they bolted. Yep. They, they're gone. Yeah. They run into the, into the tree line. So they went into the woods. They, they impounded the buggy, uh, <laughs> and the cops and the cops are like, look, we understand this rum spring, a thing happens, but hopefully you come and get your horse and buggy. Uh, I can only imagine these two kids and having to go to Jebediah and Ethel mom and dad and tell them what they actually did. Sir, can you explain the two youths that you saw? Yeah, they were wearing black with little beards. And that's all I saw. Um, these dudes aren't going back to the Amish life. They're going to they're going to move to like New York or Philly and become rebel rousers. <laughs> I disagree. I think that these kids will be scared Amish. <laughs> they will go back to the Amish life. They will live the Amish paradise life. You had to work that end, didn't you? Well, that's a pretty weak rum spring is what I'm saying. <laughs> we yeah. out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast.
The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.